Warning. Critique Revolve contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. God, seems like a thousand years ago. I fought my way out of that cave. Became Iron Man. Realized I loved you. I know I said no more surprises, but I was really hoping to pull off one last one. The world has changed. None of us can go back. All we can do is our best. And sometimes the best that we can do is to start over. What is up, everybody? You're listening to Critique Revolve on Rayman Digital. I am your host today, the one and only Bobby D, and with me is my hetero life mate, Ryan Denton. What's cracking? And today we will be breaking down. I think we only get the blockbusters. Yeah, we don't get we, stuck we're with the, the shitty movies, do yeah, we? Yeah, we get we the block. We're the blockbuster crew. We're the blockbuster crew. Today we'll be breaking down Avengers Endgame, directed by the Russo brothers, starring all the Chris's. <laughs> Every Chris. Every Chris is there. Robert Downey Jr., Josh Rowland, Mark Ruffalo, Helmsworth Evans, Jeremy Renner, Scar Joe. I could sit here and do a, an hour just on the names of yeah, people. Everyone that's in the film, yeah. So, this is 22 films in the making, 10 years, 11 years, I guess now. Are we in the 11th officially? I, I mean, yes, technically. I think we are. Um, oh, geez, Mike just scared me. Um, I was excited and nervous about this. It's it's one of those things for me. When I go into these movies, especially something that we've given so much time in our lives to and that we've fully committed. Ten years. Ten years. I, I mean, it, all it, these movies. We, we've seen all these movies multiple times. Yeah, t- ten years of your life. I you mean, know. me and Ryan went in the first Avengers and did a full bore screening of all movies. We sat there all day until midnight to watch yep. avengers the yep. first time and so we walk into the theater and you're trying to figure out what you actually want and what you're going to be satisfied with and right off the bat i think everybody's going to leave satisfied i i, I agree I, I think it's like you said you you walk into the theater and you're thinking to yourself okay what do i want out of this film because yeah. we all know Endgame. It says it in the thing. We've the rumors over the years of you know these actors are getting old. They don't want to be part of these characters anymore. You know what happened in Infinity War, and you just want to be satisfied. And I can honestly say right off the bat that I feel complete. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm a hundred percent satisfied and complete with with the way that mo- this movie goes down. Yeah, and now. You know, for you guys, your first you first time listeners, obviously I don't speak real well right now. Um, this first half is going to be completely spoiler free for you. We're just going to break down visuals, uh, effects, storyline, uh, acting, the cinematography, things like that. So don't worry about us, you know, yelling out that so-and-so died. I can't believe it happened. Oh, my God. We will go to a commercial break and we will come back with a huge spoiler announcement for everybody. So stick with us for this first half hour. Now, storyline wise, we were all wondering what was going to happen after Infinity War, because I think everybody left that movie theater going, holy shit, how do we recover from this? And that's where the rumor started of, oh, we're going to do, you know, time travel. We're going to go this. We're going to do this. It's they're they're locked in the stones. And, you know, what you get out of it is that the Avengers that survived have moved on. Yeah. That this isn't the day after. This isn't a week after. We are going five years into the future to see how the Avengers have adjusted, how the world has adjusted to half. Did Thanos' theory of if I cut the world's population in half, you guys should survive. So they continued on with that storyline, but the Avengers are a mopey, gropey, you know, down on their luck bunch. I mean, we we see them pretty 
discombobulated after Infinity War, and I think they they definitely continued them being like like Bobby said, very very depressed. I mean that life went on, but I don't think life went on the way that Thanos thought it would, and I think that was the biggest the biggest surprise for me um, was just how downtrodden everyone was, and I think that you know that was the biggest shocker. You know, I guess right off the bat was just kind of the the tone of where we were after Infinity War, um, but it it, uh, it definitely was not what I was expecting, um, and I mean that in a good way. Um, I mean that as in I didn't really know where the story where they would take it and and kind of the direction, um, but I definitely did enjoy this different uh, future. I guess if if that's what well, we want to call I, it. And I think that's what you're going to get out of the, uh, uh, if you cut down the world in half, um, infrastructures, things like that are not going to be able to maintain because right now we're built, you know, hell, uh, the, the joke is, I don't know how the microphone I speak into works. If the snap took away everybody that worked the microphones, there'd yeah. be nothing to listen to. Right. And so that's kind of the the feel that they give you for the first half hour, 40 minutes of this movie is it gives you what life is like after the snap. And I think that was the best way to do it because if they were just going right into it and go back to, you know, Avengers headquarters and come right, we need a plan. We need to go forward. No, um, Thanos has been gone. He's been on his farm. And, you know, life has moved on without him and the Avengers are trying. Yeah, they I think that's the that again, like I said, the biggest kind of, you know, I won't say shocker, but it was it was interesting to see just how things have kind of moved on. Um, I think you're right, Bobby, if it would have if it would have just picked up right after where the movie uh, Infinity War left off, it wouldn't it would have felt forced. Um, It would have felt like, okay, you know, this is they're just going to go right on, you know, to fixing things right off the bat. And I, and I, I don't think it would have worked. No. It, and it gave everybody the chance to grow as characters. And you see that growth, um, through everybody that survived, you know, and how they're maintaining their sanity or lack thereof. Um, so there was a very good, uh, you know, character development again in the, the those first 45, 50 minutes of just, you you feel for the people that survived. Yeah, everyone that that and, and this is and we're talking about all the original Avengers here. Um, you see that everyone, like Bobby said, there's character development, so everyone deals with the grief and deals with their loss in a different way. And I think it was, and each one is is kind of familiar to the character that we've seen grow in the last 10 years. So it was it really interesting that the first 45 minutes of the movie was a lot more character growth than I thought it would be um, in this final end, you know, movie. Um, it was really, really, really interesting to watch these characters that we've kind of, you know, seen for the last 10 years deal with a huge loss. A blow. Probably uh, the it, ego and everything yeah. else. Now, Visually speaking, these movies have always been beautiful, um, and for me, this one was no different. Um, what you see going on is, you know, what we expect, and they didn't try to do anything too much out of the norm. Um, you know, we, you have epic battles, you have the characters, you know, coming back and aging and they've done everything so well visually that the way that it shot, you know, makes you believe that it's real. Yeah. I, I think if I've always, you know, been a, a big perpetual, if you took a movie like this and showed it 40 years ago, people's brains would explode just, oh, beca- definitely. just because of how realistic well, yeah, yeah. this movie looks. I think there's some shots in this where I, they've really perfected the de-aging of characters they've perfected having characters that aren't even there show up on screen and look like they're actually realistic a la rocket Um, yeah rocket and thanos you feel like they're acting to real people or those are real people um there was a major update to how hulk looks yes 
that surprised me. Um, and you felt like you were talking to a real character this whole time. Yeah, and I that, that the the biggest update was probably the Hulk, and I think it did throw me off as well, but not in a in a bad way. It was like, whoa, okay, this. I mean, we guess we could have seen this coming, but at the same time, it was like you legitimately think that this is a like there's there's you're not looking at a CGI character. Yeah, you're looking at the person, and you know. What I'm sorry, I'm not a technical person when it comes to this, but whatever that face dot technology that they got going on for yeah, you know, facial rec- scanning, yeah, yeah. is on point. Yeah. And you almost think now if it it's, might be time for a real Hulk movie, yeah. I mean, this it, is this, <laughs> they perfected it yeah. now to where it doesn't look so goofy or fully animated, um, you know somebody out of acting out of scene you know staring at a tennis ball look no he truly truly looks looks like he's there and and you're like i'm it's this is one of those things when i always love when they do the uh releases on dvd or digital go look at the scenes on how they use it and you know and you find out they actually built like a uh practical full-size hulk that yeah. they just like steer around so people can look in the eyes and they have it lined up because a lot of that stuff goes on you know between thanos and hulk and you know some of the other fully animated characters that come in that you lose yourself in it and i think that's all you really want from visual effects you, you want to be in awe but you just don't want to be distracted by it yeah you don't want it to take you out of the moment of the movie and i think that's the biggest thing i mean like 10 years ago when iron man came out it was like, you know, you could tell there were certain scenes that were fully CG and it, it still worked then. But now it is unbelievable how seamless and smooth and there is no using darkness or lighting to to fool you anymore. Yeah, it's not Hulk hiding in the yeah, corner. Exactly. This is like straight up. Here he is in the daylight. Holy shit. And I think that's the that's the pardon the pun, but the marvel of what they've done with this technology, it all comes in a culmination of this movie. And I think they used uh, guys. We've, like I said, they've done the, the facial de-aging of, you know, Samuel Jackson, um, uh, Michael Douglas, and they've perfected it. There's a couple scenes in this movie where you couldn't tell it was the younger version or like if it was CG or not. And there's a couple scenes in this where you just you could sit there and you think a fucking talking raccoon is sitting in the room with everyone. It is it is something that is to behold um, to the technology of movies nowadays. Uh, it is mind boggling because you never takes you out of what is going on. Yeah. You never once go, man, this ruined. Well, in in you know, kind of being for what's going on in today's world where, you know, they're complaining about Game of Thrones and these epic fight scenes that are happening basically in the dark. Um, Marvel was able, is putting on this epic fight scene to end all of this. And it is completely in light and they didn't distract you by quick camera movements. Nope. uh, Or, you know, bad CGI to where you can tell that these people aren't together. Everything is so seen. And it's not the fact that I was so enamored by the movie that I'm overlooking flaws. Um, it is visually beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, you know, visually is all good. But it, when it comes down to it, we want to see our actors act. And that's what makes, you know, Josh Brolin... Mark Ruffalo so good as these characters is that it is their face and they're able to act also I want to say this was probably one of the most heartfelt best acting jobs done out of all the Marvel movies everything without obviously clearly we're not in the spoiler section but like this you felt everybody's pain and anguish and the guilt inside of the people that survive. Yo, dude, I died. I, I cried like. You died? I, I, I cried. I brought him back. I snapped. Yeah, he brought him. me back. Yeah. I cried twice and like legitimate tears and like, and wasn't, it was, you could feel everything that was happening and the, and just the way that they did it and, and 
this is like you said, this is probably the culmination of acting as far as Marvel movies go. Uh, we saw it in Infinity War, but I think this was a different feeling. Well, it, I, what they left out, you know, in acting, what it wasn't so jokey jokey. They knew that the stake was there. You know, we, there right. were some just like laugh moments, but not as much as was in Infinity War. And so, I like I said, I think we really got to see the chops of the actors come out, you know, to push these scenes, you know, for whether it's people coming back or people going away or, again, just uh, ScarJo's pain of being one of the survivors. Yeah. You know, you felt it. And they did such, a, like, a good job of, I'm not going to say weathering because it just makes it sound like they're just old people, but, like, putting the stress on their face and in their eyes and and you felt for them. Um, and I, again, I, I don't know if there is a better acted Marvel movie than what happened, you know, the last couple hours for me. I, I, I don't think I can disagree with you. I, it was, it was beautiful. I think it was, you know, being able to feel the emotion of the actors is, is such a huge thing. And I think you're right. The last, I would say the last hour and a half, of this movie was just, it was in the feels. Yeah, definitely. So uh, one of the bigger issues that have come out and they talked about, Oh, are we going to have an intermission or are we going to have this was the runtime of the movie? Did the runtime of the movie affect you at all? Honestly, no. Um, I peed twice before I went into the film. They actually uh, told, warned us beforehand. Yeah. They're like, like, six like, minutes. Hey, if you six minutes, time to go pee guys. And everybody ran out of the, the uh, the theater. I, I legit was fine. I I don't, you know. And we talked about it when we got out of the movie. There was nothing in this movie that could be cut out. In my in my mind, everything that was left in the movie that that made the final cut of the movie was one hundred percent needed to be there. Um. So the three hours and fifteen minutes or whatever the hell it, it ends it's, up being. It, yeah, it's it's three oh one officially. I don't know. The lady told us it was three thirty. Then it went to three fifteen. Yeah, she didn't. And, know. and then. You know, I look at the official runtime and it's 301, which is only a half hour longer than Infinity War. Yeah, it, it didn't bug me at all. I, I I never felt like, oh, man, I've got to get up. But then I've gone to movies that are an hour and a half long. I'm like, shit, I got to go pee. Like, it just it's one of those things. I, I think this one, the, the everything that needed to be there was there. I don't think there was anything you could have cut out of this movie to be like, oh, you know, this was boring or this was there was no boring parts in this movie. No, and and that's what tells you that it was a well put together story. It was edited correctly. And it was edited correctly that they didn't spend too much time on any one story um line that was going on, you know, obviously uh you know, people always in these movies have different things to do again trying to keep the spoiler free for everybody. But you know, when they were running off doing, you know, ABC, I wasn't really worried about, hey, let's get back to DEF because it's yeah. really more important. No, they all had important. Everything was important. Everything that was going on was important. It wasn't just one of those things of, well, Tony needs a new battery charger. Well, let's go find him a battery charger. You know, there was none of that bullshit in it. No, it was it was very much everything that happened was incredibly important to the plot um, and it all it all linked back into into each other. And I think that was the most important part. I think if it had a bunch of baloney esp- exposition like you were talking about, it would have been it would have felt slow. But I never felt the pacing was wrong was bad in this movie. I felt like it was paced perfectly to keep your attention, to throw a few laughs in here and there, to bring back yeah, break the tension. To break the tension, to bring back things that we remembered and things that we forgot about the previous movies, right? Yeah. So I think everything that was um, paced correctly to keep your attention, to keep you focused on the main plot. There was nothing that was just there for shits and giggles. Yeah, and, and, and you talked a little bit about it, about the, the, there was a ton of member berries in here. Um, but not the bad kind. Not the bad kind, and, and and a bunch of fanboy moments. And I think that's what they used to kind of break the tension mm-hmm. instead of just like a cheap laugh of Dave Bautista eating a chip behind somebody or, right. you know, some of the things that they've done in the past. It was... Oh, that happened. Ah, yeah, I remember that. Oh, shit, it kind of makes sense now. Yep. You know, it was stuff like that. So, um, and they're not obscure, so don't feel like, oh, shit, I have to go watch all, no, all the movies them. over again. These are like big, bold, yeah. I'm going to hit you right in the face with this 
uh, moments uh, from the past movies that they go into um, that are there. And it, 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 again, it, like you said, it wasn't member berries for member berries sake. Uh, they all had something to do with the actual plot and storyline. And it was, it was a, a nice to watch, uh, type thing to nostalgia. And there's nothing wrong with it. I no. think that member berries, you know, word that South Park came up with to make fun of Star Wars is turned into like a negative thing for some people. No, and but, I, I, but, I go ahead. No, no, I think you're right. I mean, there was there was none. There was no bad member berries. This was mostly things that when you watch the movie and, and you and you see a scene, and I'm thinking in one in particular, um, you're gonna. It's a laugh, but it's also a really. It's it's fun because you remember the scene from that movie. And I think that's the coolest part about it is like, oh, I remember that. That was a fun scene. Uh-huh. And I think that's really where it's at. None of, the, none of them are like, oh, God, really? Like, yeah, I remember that. Like, it was n- – I never felt that way. I always felt like, man, that's really cool that they they talked about that um, or mentioned that or was – you know, did that. And I think it's it's something that – because I remember how I felt when I, when I was with you and we saw the first Avengers – and that scene where the the camera rotates around them and you get this goosebumpy feeling, yes. right? That, that you if you do not leave this theater with getting goosebumps minimum five times. Yeah. You you're not alive. You're, yeah, you're not Or feeling. you're not like you're not feeling or you're you're not maybe as big of a fan. Because there were moments that you're just like, I shouldn't like you're kinda have that grin on your face. And then you get the goosebumps. You're like, I'm so stupid right now. Yeah. You're like, oh, God. <laughs> like, oh. Such a dork. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're like, I shouldn't be nerding out to the point that I have goosebumps all over yeah. my body. And they're probably minimum four or five times yeah. that that happens. 100%. Minimum. minimum. And we'll, we'll get into those in the spoiler <laughs> section because some of them are fucking awesome. They're amazing. And I think it, it's 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 like when you went into the first Avengers movie and, and there were things that you thought you you wanted to see, but you didn't realize how much you wanted to see them until you see it. And I think this movie is full of them, like Bobby said, six to seven in my head of just scenes where you're like, oh, my God, like ugh, I've been waiting 10 years for that. Like it just it's and I think that's what's great about it. And it goes back to the pacing. None of these moments felt forced. They weren't just thrown in there for no reason. And they weren't like back to back to back. Exactly. They were spread out nicely and evenly and weaved throughout the story of the movie. And it made sense. And it made sense. So um, for those people who like to wait around. Don't. Yes. Yeah. No, no reason to. There's no reason to wait around. Uh, there is no mid credits. There is no end credits. Me and Ryan have done the due diligence and stayed until the lights came on in the movie theater, and there was absolutely nothing mid credit. So they, this is the end of yep. this era of superhero movies. Uh, you know, this. I think they. What, what did you say? They announced that Homecoming or not? not Homecoming, uh, yeah, Spider-Man: uh, Far From Home is Far the from fine, home is it, the final of Phase Three. Yep, yeah. and, and yeah, so do yourself a favor, get get a head start on some traffic. There is nothing there for you guys to wait for, um, and and I, I'm okay with that. I, I don't think it, it it bummed me out at all. So okay, let's get into this a little bit. It didn't bum you out at all, knowing that hearing all the rumors about the merger with Fox and that this could be the perfect example of introducing X Men. Or, you know, Deadpool or any of the other rumors that were going on, you know, because of the merger. I I think any type of introduction of those characters would have bastardized what this movie was about. I think if Deadpool would have showed up or you would have had X-Men or whatever, whatever, I think it it would have taken away with the way the movie ended. Okay. So, I I mean... No, I I can completely accept that. It just... You know, it, it, you wonder how Marvel is going to weave these other characters in because their universe just expanded, right? You know, tenfold adding X Men and everything that Fox owned as far as Marvel properties, and you know, you always wonder what is you know we went through these three and we know that you know based on Hollywood what the release date is for the next set of movies, right? And who's going to be in them. You just always wonder how they're going to do it. You know, are they going to do it sooner than later? Are they going to interject it in the middle of some of these? 
you know, because technically we do have an X-Men on our Avenger staff. I just technically, was, yes. Yeah. They can actually call her Scarlet Witch now um, for real. For really real. For real. For really, really. Yeah. Reals. They yeah. can't, they can't sue themselves for yeah. using the name. So, um, let's get down to the end of this because okay. I think we want to get into that spoiler <laughs> yeah, side of it to where <laughs> we can just discuss freely without trying to hold back. Where do you rank this movie out of all? You out know? of all of them? Yeah. Well, I think you and I are both on the the bandwagon of Winter Soldier's the best Marvel movie. Nothing unseeds that. No, I, I and I don't think this is better than that. Um, do I think this is in the top five? Yes, a hundred percent. Um, do I think it's better than Infinity War? No. So it's in my top five. I don't know where. I, as much as I'd love to give you a number, I don't know. <laughs> well, is Infinity War 2 for you then? Yes. Okay, so it's three or below. Yeah, it's, it, and I would say it's probably three. Um, it's up there. Um, <laughs> See, and I don't know, man. Where, where would you put it? Obviously, Winter uh, well, Soldier's number one. Winter Soldier's number one. It, it, it's tough for me to unseed things like the original Iron Man and just how raw and gritty that was. Right. It, it still it still holds up to this day. We talk about in 20 years, this shit hold up. Well, guess what? 10 or 11 years later, Iron Man still, fun Iron to Man watch. still fucking is, is holds up. So, you know, I like Iron Man. I like Spider-Man homecoming. Uh, you know, uh, again, winter soldiers, number one. I don't know if this is maybe top 10 for me. Really? Yeah, I I don't know what it was about it. Infinity War for me, just maybe it was the tone of it and everything was was just so much better for me um, as a movie. Um, And I don't know if it was the darkness or just the fact that, you know, it was good to see people get knocked down. Yeah. uh, You know, heroes wise. I, I think we missed that in a lot of. There is no comeback. It's just like, you know, but again, I'm a uh, return of the Jedi. <laughs> right. I think for me, the, the reason that this ranked up as, as high for me as it did was just because of the feels. I think there was this was a lot of retribution and um, and I've always been a fan of redemption. Um, and uh, well, I'll talk more about it in the spoilery portion of it, but I felt like this one it hit me differently than infinity war did infinity war was okay. We finally saw the good guys lose. And I, I've been saying we needed that for, for a while. Well, Yeah. But like I said, you know, I go to return of the Jedi as being the, the ultimate, like let's come back movie. Right. Right. You know, and I don't think it ever, I don't think this kind of holds to that level of comeback i think they're down for infinity war was so much better yeah you know and uh, i'm not saying it's absolutely horrible and i'm not going to watch it three or four more times i just don't know if i would rather watch guardians and uh like again spider-man homecoming the original iron man uh winter soldier for sure you know are all up there for me um i haven't seen captain marvel for a second time but it was a good superhero movie yeah uh I mean, it's always hard when you rank them, especially when it's not like I've sat there and watched them all recently. Right. But for me, for the three hours, the last hour and a half was one of some of the best superheroing I've ever seen. But the the first hour and a half, there were moments that were just kind of like, eh, for me. Yeah. And I I guess I could see that. I I, I think for me. And And I I can't let that hour and a half. I can't be blinded by that beautiful last last hour and hour and a half. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, because I... It's easy to. It's easy to. But I also have to remember that, you know, there was the first hour and a half, and a half of yeah. setup. So, I don't know. Any any final thoughts here before we uh, no, I think take our break and get into our spoiler section? Let's take our break. I, I think we're ready to, to unleash. <laughs> All right. Well, for you guys that don't want to be spoiled, this is your time to say goodbye. As we say goodbye, and we'll when we get back, we'll uh, get into that spoiler section. The Rain Man Show. The Rain Man Show. <laughs> exactly. See, Toby. <laughs> see, Thomas. Now. Thomas, you were on the right track. 
thank you. Because that's the first thing I thought. This is a story worthy of Andrew. How who the else fuck? Who else pees in their mouth in the oh shower? Oh my god. So here's what happened. I just got off of a, a, a super long, like 13 hour work day, right. right? Running off of like three hours of sleep. Wake up, get in the shower, skipping some time. I just let go in the shower, right? Pee in the shower. Who no hasn't? Who right. hasn't, right? Animals? As a, this is happening. You guys, wait, hold on. Let's, let's tackle this first. <laughs> you guys pee in the shower? I've yeah. done it every now and then. Who doesn't pee in the shower? Uh, wow. You're not supposed you can, to. Can, thank you, Raina. Thank you. <laughs> Finally. Don't let Raina fool you. Raina pees in the shower. <laughs> that was one time, and you said you wouldn't tell. <laughs> For more Rain Man, visit RainManShow.com. Alright, we are back. Critique Revolve on Rayman Digital. Go ahead and find us. I think we're on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. When you find us there, go ahead and like, rate, review, do all those wonderful things for us. We are getting back into Avengers Endgame. This is our spoiler section. Abort mission if you don't want to hear any of this. This is our spoiler <laughs> section. Spoilers ahead. Uh. Stop now. Spoilers ahead. Big time. Okay. All right. I think that's fair warning. That's that's enough warning. Right? Spoilers. One last time. Spoilers. Wow. So throughout this whole time, it's Vegas odds on who's going to die and who's going to come back. And... What's going to happen to these characters as, you know, the Chris's are all going to go away. Right. You know, or at least the, the original Chris's, not uh, Chris Pratt. Right. But they, they could have killed him, too, after, you know, what the hell went on with Guardians 3. But, you know, that's all fixed now. <clears throat> so I think this is where the feels started. Um, I want to say that. There was a death in this that is probably the most surprising thing that I've seen. Now, for you guys that don't know, Scarlett Johansson was announced to have her own Black Widow movie finally after all these years. Yep. She dead. She gone. She was sacrificed for the Soul Stone. Now, as we get into the spoiler thing, I feel so much better that I can freely speak on this. <laughs> um, That's... One of the rumors that was Tony Stark was going to make his own Infinity Gauntlet and put his uh, and manufacture stones because he manufactured his heart, no, you know, and right. all those rumors. Part of those are absolutely true. Tony Stark makes his own Infinity Gauntlet, but but they time travel. Yes, and I think so. The the thing that the movie starts off with hitting you right in the fucking feels, dude. The, oh yeah. The movie opens up with Hawkeye's family dying right in front of him. Like holy mother, dude. Talk about just ripping your heart out right off the yeah. bat. And it, but I knew that there had to be some sort of time travel in this movie. But I thought they would use the time stone. Not the way they did it. I, I think a lot of that was, you know, whether it was casual conversations in the studio or things that you and Mike talked about on how we could bring these people back. I think everybody thought the time stone was going to be involved in it. Um, now, the way they set this up, you know, you always wonder if it makes sense. And that's what you want out of a story for it to make right. sense that you buy the bullshit that they're spitting because that's what I mean. It's all bullshit. We know that none of this shit is real. Right. So, you know, at the end of Ant-Man, this is why Ant-Man and Wasp is a very important movie to this. He disappears. He's only been gone five minutes or five hours, I think they said. Right. And, and and then he reappears five years later. And based off of that one theory is the whole plot line for this movie that they figured out that the quantum realm, you know, given that they can basically slide to other time periods. Well, and we talked about it earlier, too, in the, in the we're set five years after mm-hmm. the events of Infinity War. Well, that's when Scott Lang shows back up. 
So for him, it was five minutes or five hours. For us, it was five years. Yeah. So they immediately have a loophole here on how they can travel through time using the quantum zone, which is interesting. Also, how heartbreaking is it for Scott Lang when he comes back and everyone's like, he's trying to figure out what happened. He's been gone for five yes. hours and it's five years for us. Yeah. Dude, that was a, that was a rough scene. Yeah. And, and the part of, again, setting it up is he realizes something's wrong and they find a memorial and he's searching for his daughter's name and uh-huh. he, and he doesn't find it. And this is the weird thing about what goes on. And I asked Ryan right after, and what do we do now for Marvel movies that they have basically, they don't go back when they bring everybody back. They bring them to today, five years, uh, the five year point. So it's not like they bring them back to today. They don't go back to the future. They don't do all this other stuff to try to undo the snap. The snap happens. And then they bring everybody back, which would basically be 2024 in the timeline. Right. Now, it, it, it throws everything off. And I want to see how they handle it. And I guess our first example of this would be the Spider-Man, you know, far from home. Because we do see Spider-Man come back and he ends up being back at his school at the end of this movie. And I wonder if that's the setup, you know, with some of these kids that you know, are just coming back to school, didn't age. They were part of the snap. Um, and I'm guessing all his friends, like it's going to be weird on how they handle it. They got to do it properly because he's technically been gone from 2019 to 2024. So whatever we're seeing in that movie is in the future. And if they don't do it, it's going to be kind of weird because it's, you know, this is the storyline that is set. Yeah, you, you, you've, they've handcuffed themselves, and I don't think they've done it in a bad way, but they've definitely handcuffed themselves in, in as far as timelines for current story for lines. current storylines. And I think that's the that's the biggest issue that they have facing them. As far as this movie, the way they the story and the plot of this movie is seamless. I never once felt like, especially time travel, can get convoluted. Um. I never felt really confused. I think there was one scene where Hulk kind of explains, you know, timelines. And it, I was a little like, huh? But it made sense after a while. Um, but they did it beautifully. Yeah. Essentially, the, the, whole, the whole plot of the movie is they use the quantum zone and they send three separate teams. Um, the three, yeah, three th- times where th- the, the stones have been. Right. So at one point in New York, there were three stones. The time stone the Tesseract and the um, what's the third one? Uh, the Mind Stone, right? Yeah. So they, then they send another team to Morag where the Power Stone is and they send one team to Vormir where the Soul Stone is. Um, it's very interesting watching these scenes because they go back in, into movies that are set in different times. Yeah. Like Captain America wears every single suit he's ever had. Every suit. Every single one. Including the one from this movie. Yeah. And it's, it's, um, but it's really neat because they, like the shot we talked about earlier with the, the camera circling around in the first Avengers, they go back to New York during the, during the original invasion. Uh huh. And I think that scene was so funny to me because, you know, you got the goosebumps of that scene because that scene was awesome in the first Avengers, right? But then you also, are there, they pulled the whole back to the future too. Yeah. Where they see themselves. Like it was just, it was such a, a cool scene um, to kind of watch and experience again, the, the original goosebumps and then the goosebumps of knowing that the team is there. And then they expand on that scene and see, we see things that we didn't from see different angles. from different angles. And, and there were those rumors going around because he was in his original, you know, Avengers suit, that time travel was involved and that's what was going to happen. And those are some of the rumors that were right. Now we, uh, had, you have some questions about people that were going to come back and who wasn't. And some people thought the movie was going to be ruined based on the fact that we knew Spider-Man was going to come out, that we knew there was a new guardians that Loki has his own show that, uh, you know, uh, uh, I almost said the real names. Um, they're Falcon and Winter Soldier are going to have their own show on Disney Plus. Now, for you guys that are worried that they, this was going to be like a 
clean slate type scenario of anybody that died was going to come back. It's not the way it was. Nope. Only people that died through the snap were able to come back when they were able to do this Avengers gauntlet, let's call it, Mm -hmm. and do the snap to bring everybody back. Now, what is weird is that you have to pay attention to what's going on, and if you didn't, you're going to miss it. They don't get the Tesseract at first. No, they fail. They fail. Loki magically gets the Tesseract and, and disappears. disappears. And you never see him again. The, the, never talked about nothing. No, the, the scene that, that, if you guys are familiar, after the first Avengers, they Thor takes, it's after the end of the movie, and Thor takes Loki back to Asgard, right? Well, before they get to the bridge and they do that whole scene where they disappear, they, have, they run into um, what's uh, Robert Redford's character from Winter Soldier. I forget the name of his character. And the Tesseract comes loose and Loki grabs it and and disappears. And they have to do an alternate jump to another time to get the Tesseract when it is in the care of S.H.I.E.L.D. This is before, this is like 1970, right? Yeah. So you see Loki disappear. So that and he never shows up again the rest of the never movie. talked about did you expect him to come back at some point to help i thought maybe he would come back in the final battle uh because that was always one of those rumors that he wasn't really dead because if he was really dead he would have turned blue you right. know and he wouldn't be able to you know mask his real appearance and and i i was surprised that he didn't show up at all i was kind of waiting for him a lot Especially too in that I oh yeah at the very end scene when uh, Thor is giving away you know the yeah. the kingdom I expected Loki to show up yeah same and it didn't happen so but back to the original statement they didn't bring back anybody that wasn't right killed by the snap so it wasn't an end all be all and you know and with the time travel. Because you wonder how, you know, okay, well, Gamora didn't die by the snap. Right. And so basically what happens is that Thanos finds out from the the, um, past. The the past Thanos finds out that they're up to something and is able to figure out the quantum realm and travel, you know. um, To present. To present. And so Gamora is with him. And that's how we get present day Gamora. She, but she doesn't know that she loves Peter Quill, which leads to some of the funnier scenes <laughs> when they finally run into each other. Yes, and she basically boots him in the balls, balls yeah, n- so. racks him in the nuts. I think there's a couple scenes in this movie. I think it, it, everyone gets their due in a in a three hour film. I believe, especially in the final battle, I feel like everyone gets oh, their yeah. due, and I feel like everyone. <sighs> Um, has that moment where you kind of get excited for the character. Uh, they're, they're all showcased. Yeah, everyone's showcased well. And to think of a, a film with however many fucking characters are in it, it it is very, it's very well done. Yeah, and uh, again, playing rumor control, if you want a scene where you're going to see every single Avengers on the same side <sighs> with each other, it is there. And that is one of those goosebump scenes. That when they all start appearing after, you know, let's call it the Avengers snap brings them all back to life. It, it is pretty fucking dope. It's, it's pretty surreal. I, I think that the, the two parts of that where everyone starts showing up again and and it, it's through Doctor Strange's time yeah. loops. It, the thing that was amazing about that scene is they all start showing up. Cap is holding Thor's fucking hammer. And he says the words that everyone wants to hear. He says Avengers assemble. Yeah. And not just the original Avengers. Every fucking person. And and you get like this wide shot of Of him leading. And, you know, whether they're flying through the sky or, you know, on foot. It it is definitely a goosebump moment. And another one is something that they've been teasing for this whole time. That Captain America and Thor have been around each other. Right. Captain America is able to pick up Thor's hammer. He's worthy. He is worthy. 
And there's like this thing of where the 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 smile on Thor's face when Captain America picks up his hammer for the first time is is pretty fucking amazing. That that man is like I knew it. I knew it the whole time. I, I knew you were worthy. Ugh. Now, equally goosebump at least for me was and again it was another rumor there there was rumors going around that certain characters wouldn't actually show up in this at all and i don't think uh, you know whether natalie portman you know came back uh you know we saw everybody you know renee russo everybody brought back their roles at some way or the other right uh the the one that I was actually pretty jazzed about was seeing Pepper Potts in the Iron Man armor. Yeah, to, in her in her um in her full glory flying around and and the back-to-back shot with her and Tony yeah. in the final battle was probably one of the coolest scenes. Um I actually was fairly giddy about Howard Stark. Really? And, yes, because Tony always had this weird relationship with his dad and you always see it throughout the movies and like the hints that his dad, but to see him actually interact with his dad and realize that his dad was really excited. He was about to have a kid. Oh yeah. I think was an awesome, awesome scene with father and son, even though, um, and just, I think, but the ones that really got me though, were just all of caps scenes. Yeah. I think when he sees Peggy in the, shield base yeah see all those i don't know why they felt so forced for me like i just felt like that was done for nostalgia reason really i didn't know like i didn't it just seemed like it was happening too much like it was there was a lot of uh, uh, just a lot of of course they ran into that person right right i could see that you know um because again i i i understand what was going on there and you know it equals out to you know what ends up happening to Captain America? Um, there, there, there was talks of him retiring or dying in this movie, and what he does instead of, you know, to complete the loop, they need to put back all the Infinity Stones where they are. Because if you are a fan of any kind of time travel show, you know, if you take something from the past to the future, you know, it could divert the timeline. So they had to return them at the exact point that they left them. You know, and Captain America was supposed to come back five seconds later, and he never does. Uh, you find an old man sitting on a bench. And, you know, Captain America turns over his shield to Falcon, which, again, I'm, I was surprised by that, that it went to Falcon, not Bucky. And I hope that's not a... I hate saying this shit. That's not a uh, uh, kind of a social justice move. Because I understand Falcon is Captain right. America in, well, I think it's the most recent run, one of the mo- more recent runs right. of Captain America. But so was Bucky at some point. So too. was Bucky, and I thought Bucky was going to be the next to hold the mantle. Yeah. Um. So passing it on to him, uh, I it it was a cool thing. It was cool to see Chris Evans aged, and you know, with the wedding ring. And, you know, that he ended up just going back to be with Peggy. He acted, he finally got to get he that He got dance. his happy ending and he got, he got his dance. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, it, it, that was a very poetic way of having Captain America send a send off of, of Steve Rogers was to do that. And if you're familiar with the comic books, there is an opening for him to come back because he, he, he does age and then they de-age, they de-age him in the comic books. So it's, it's something they left a loophole there. I doubted he'll come back, but no. but I, I think the the biggest send off and the one that hurt the most was Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, the the man who started it all, and the way that he went out was so fucking boss. It was epic. He essentially Thanos gets the second gauntlet with the Iron Man gauntlet, puts it on, goes to snap to kill everyone again, and realizes that there's no stones in the gauntlet. And he looks over and Tony has all the stones in his gauntlet, in his Iron Man armor, in his right hand. And the how poetic is it that in the end of the first Iron Man movie, he yep. says, I am Iron Man. And at the very end, he says, I am Iron Man and snaps. And with that fail swoop and that snap, he wipes out Thanos and his entire army. And it, But it also costs him... His own life. His own life. Because uh, earlier in the movie, they set up the fact that Hulk and Thanos were both took huge damage by using the Infinity Gauntlet. 
are you know uh, are using the stones that no mere man could handle it and for the way that his death was shot between him and Peter Parker coming up and then Pepper coming up and then watching the heart flicker away Ugh. and it it's weird if you guys are fans of like film stop and listen because it is a very quiet scene you mm. you hear some wind you don't hear anything for the longest time as she's like putting her hand over his heart as it's flickering out and there is one of the better send-offs for a character who's been around yeah um I'm, I can't I can't hate on that one at all. No. Um, if there was a justice done to a character on his way out, it was this one. Yeah, and I and I think for a man who actually created this whole fucking thing, basically, I think that one was very poetic and beautiful. Uh, you know, with the other one that was interesting was Black Widow. I knew as soon as her and Hawkeye landed on Vormir, I was like, well, one of them's not leaving. Yeah, because we know how you have to get the Soul Stone. Um, hey, okay, so you, you say that. At first, I was like, maybe because Hawkeye's already lost everything. They'll be like, well, you lost your family. Cool. Here you I th- go. <laughs> I thought that too at first because he had lost his family. But I, I think it was very interesting the way they did it. And it was almost like a one-up kind of thing. Yeah. Like, hey, you're not going to be the one to do this. I am. No, I'm going to be the one. to. No, I'm going to. And it was very – It. it, it, it it was tragic, uh-huh. but at the same time, it made total sense for both characters. Like, no, I'm going to be the one to do it. No, I'm going to be the one to do it. Like, and and it goes all the way back to when, you know, um, Black Widow sitting in front of Loki, you know, my ledger is red. I need, you know, to atone for the things that I've done. And I think this was a very interesting way of doing that. Um, having her be the one that basically kills herself so Hawkeye can get the stone. Well, and it, and it makes sense when you think about it. He, you know, getting that stone is going to bring back his family. So he has something to live for. And she didn't. Yeah. She didn't have any family. She didn't have any. I mean, she did. The Avengers were con- technically your family, but, yeah, but that doesn't really count. I, I think, you know, and that was the one that I didn't think we would see. Um, the no, Iron- I, I think it was thrown off just because of the announcement of the movie. Maybe that's right. where an announcement helped out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, because I was like, well, she's got a movie coming. That there's no way they're gonna. Right? I mean, I think everybody would think that. Do you, they announced a movie? There's a movie. There's a movie, and we know it's not going to be a current day movie. And I think they've established that with things like Captain Marvel. Uh, you know, where they're going back in time to look at it. Right. So speaking of Captain Marvel. Was that all hype? That was 100% hype. Now, like, for you guys to understand this, the original Avengers were this movie. The rest of the Avengers mm-hmm. were maybe 10 minutes. 10 minutes at the end of the film. Yeah, Captain Marvel was in it at the beginning a little bit. So, But if you look at, like, the, uh, I mean, let's call the original Avengers plus Ant-Man. But if you know anything about the original Avengers... And it was an original Avenger too. Yep. So they didn't focus as much as like Captain Marvel was supposed to be as bad. She spent so much time away because the snap was considered universe wide. And so people that could go fly away to do other things were off doing other things. Rhodey wasn't around a lot. Um, uh, Captain Marvel wasn't around. You know, they, they sent off people to do other things outside of Earth. And it was just weird for me that they've hyped up Captain Marvel to be this all strong being and that she really didn't do anything. She showed up in the last 10 minutes of the movie. And, I, mean, I mean, we see her he, a couple he, times, but even in the original fight, yeah. you know, where, you know, Thanos, they kill Thanos twice. Yep. Again, I could say that because it's a spoiler section. Thor goes fucking ape shit. Wilkie and cuts off his head. Yep. But you, you would think that it was going to be some kind of Captain Marvel thing. Nope. And it wasn't. And it was just weird that they hyped it up so much about this all strong being, uh, Captain Marvel, when, and, and she was, but she really wasn't part of this story. Well, she clear, and like even in the fight scene, she got she got slapped down by Thanos. Yeah, so it was interesting. I mean, she does destroy his ship, but you know, she goes up toe to toe with him, and he throws her aside like she's not even there. Yeah, so it's interesting to hype up this character and to hype up the movie, and then say, "Oh, she's coming back in in game, and it's going to be you know." And I thought she'd have a much larger part in that final battle, and she really didn't. Now, 
I, I'm going to say this, and if you're a listener and you hate me for it, you can go ahead. But the the girl power scene was absolutely 100% forced. Yep. At the end of this thing, Captain Marvel gets the Infinity Gauntlet, and they're trying to figure out, you know, uh, how to get rid of it. And so she's flying away, and they're like, you don't have backup. You don't have backup. She has us. And all the fucking female characters show up. Uh, Valkyrie, uh, Pepper. Shuri. Yeah. It, it was – I'm going to tell you guys, I, I typically – just gloss over things like that, but this was one hundred percent forced. You're in the middle of a final battle, and they're not together. Like when the final battle starts with all these people, they're 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 sectioned off. Like they're the spread Black, out. The, the Black Panther people are all together. You know, the Guardians are together. You you don't expect to see Gamora and everybody just magically show up on this giant battle right behind Captain Marvel. It, it was just really forced. It was completely thrown in there to for a feel good moment when it really just made me roll my eyes. Yeah. It was one of those scenes that the, one of the few scenes in this movie that took me out of it yep. where it was just like, um, agenda, yep. agenda. Here we go again. Yeah. It was a hundred percent agenda. It was a hundred percent piggybacking off, you know, captain Marvel made a billion dollars. Oh my God. She's amazing. And then it was like, boom, here's all the chicks. It, it just, it was in the middle of a final battle like this where everyone's killing and fighting and it, there's no way that you have time to dip. Oh, sorry. Hold on there. Monster guy. I got to go do this girl power moment over here. Like, it's just not a thing. I'm sorry. It was, it was completely a forced agenda and it, it was the one scene in the movie that completely took me out of it. Yeah, definitely. Probably, probably the, probably in my mind, the worst scene in the movie. All right. Well, we're not going to end on worst. No, not at all. Not 100%. Not at all. What was your favorite scene of the movie? Oh my God. That's tough. Um, I can tell you right now when Fat Thor might be the funniest shit I've ever fucking seen. Fat Thor was amazing. Um, but Nordic Thor, Nordic Thor was pretty amazing. Yeah, when he fucking snaps into the fucking shape finally and and he gets his head together and and has both both the Mjolnir and Stormbreaker. Yeah, uh, that was pretty legit. I I, w- I would agree with that. Um, funny funny moment was definitely Korg playing Fortnite. Fortnite, uh, which again, uh, Fortnite is having a Marvel thing starting on the 25th. thought that was funny. Um, but for me, the the best scene, I think, is when Captain America goes toe-to-toe with Thanos and picks the hammer up and just starts being Captain America. Yeah. Um, for me, that was probably one of the coolest scenes in the movie, if not the coolest. In the universe. In the universe. Um. But yeah, I'd say that's probably Nordic Thor was pretty amazing. Um, the the team ups with the yes. lightning bolts and oh. yeah, you know there were just so many like feel moments, and they have you know those moments of if you think back to the original Avengers, where you saw Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man fighting in the forest, they were doing that, but it was against Thanos. It was yeah, it was the original three that fought and. Oh man! Right, like you, you, there was so much like kind of more nostalgia, poetic type things to where it related back to the older movies. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it. it I, I think that was one of my favorite things, just watching you know bouncing off of you know lightning bolts off of certain things and throwing the shield and I don't know. It, I, it's. Uh, I think another scene that I thought was was really funny. Was when Cap, they're back in New York. Cap gets in the elevator with all the the Hydra agents, like in Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And instead of fighting them all, he just whispers to the guy, "Hail Hydra!" And they give him what he wants. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. I think there's a lot of that was a scene I was talking about earlier that just made me giggle. Um, but there, yeah, the final battle. There's so many team ups and so many things that you want to see just go down, and it, it's. It's the culmination, man. Mm-hmm. It's the culmination of 10 years. Yeah. And I think that that last fight scene is is shot perfectly. Yeah, well, just even the closeout of the whole thing and Cap going away and, you know, you, you feel complete after you leave this. Yeah. You know, it, it, again, for me, it wasn't the, the, the greatest of the Marvel movies, but it's definitely worth the three hours of your time. Um, any closing thoughts before we get out of here for today? No, I'm going to go see it again on Friday and... And probably tear up again. 
and ruin it for everybody. Hey, guess what's going to happen? <laughs> just stand up <laughs> in the middle of the theater. Guy. Uh, you better, you going to die, bitch, run. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for today's Critique Revolve Avengers Endgame. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. You, our listeners, we'll be back at you soon. I guess when the next big blockbuster comes out, we'll be in here doing this once again. Until then, talk to you later. The Corova Milk Bar sold Milk Plus. Milk Plus, Velocet, or Synthamesk, or Drencrum, which is what we were drinking. This would sharpen you up and make you ready for a bit of the old ultraviolence.